know y'all know this one. Good job, guys. Good job. Now, if somebody tells you, hey, what you do this morning? He said, I went to church and sang, I love rock and roll. Come on. I bet you nobody's going to believe you. I bet you nobody's going to believe you. Now, for those that are freaking out saying, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that on a Sunday morning we send I love rock and roll and church. Why would we do such a thing? Instruments are just for the glory of God. They are, by all means. See, any of these musicians, and proven point, they could be playing in a secular world. They could be playing for the world. But rather, they are playing for Jesus Christ, and they're giving their life surrender to Jesus Christ. So, so here's how it works. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you a breakdown of why we need wisdom in rock and roll. Why we need riz- wisdom in rock and roll. I want to tell you. Now, when we speak about rock and roll, many things come to your mind. And the first thing that would come to your mind, you'd have a lot of things come to your mind. Actually, when I hear rock and roll, I didn't think about any of these songs. When I started thinking about the series and God told me to preach on this, the first thing that popped in my head was not any of this music. It was heavy metal. What came to my mind, I just automatically thought rock and roll. Why? Because it's the first that came to my mind. But when you think about rock and roll, you got to understand a whole bunch of other concepts. One concept, when you think about rock and roll, what you should truly, really think about is this guy, hands down, no questions asked. It would be it right here. Give me some volume, guys. Give me some volume, all right? Hands down. Uh, Well, we'd get together and horse around a little bit and sing. Because we were having such a good time. And... uh, well, we always had a lot of fun with this one. The Jailhouse Rock. All right, now, I'm almost positive, I'm almost positive that Elvis Presley was Puerto Rican, because I could do that same move. I think he had a little bit of, I think he had a little bit of Puerto Rican in him somewhere, somewhere, it was somewhere in there. 
It was somewhere in there. Now, here's the funny thing. When you think about Elvis Presley, you think about rock and roll, the thing that comes to your mind is, is, is Pastor, he is not rock and roll. Actually, in 1957, Jail How Rock Rocks hits the Billboard charts, and it becomes super famous. And actually, Elvis Presley is considered the king of rock and roll. Why? Because rock and roll came to exist, and when it comes into exist, it's got a really powerful background behind it. You know, it's, it, it's not just something that's happening. Actually, when they asked Elvis Presley, are you the king of rock and roll in 1954, he turned back and says, oh, no, the king of rock and roll would never be Elvis Presley. By all means, it would be somebody else. It would be, by all means, Fats Dominoes, who was the real king of rock and roll. And when he came on, he did something like this. So, so here's how it works. You would say, Pastor, wait a minute. I know some of the, especially the younger people in the room, the younger people in the room are like, that ain't no rock and roll, Pastor. That's what are you talking about. That's a romantic song. This was outrageous back then. It was incredible. 1945, Second World War is done. And what you don't realize now because you sit in this room, especially if you come to iChurch, you don't have a multicultural issue. So, so, but what you don't understand is that in 1945, Second World War is done. First World War had gone by. Depression had come. Second World War came through. And then the end of Second World War, what happens is that we're back in America and there's a crisis. We're getting up financially and people do not know, people do not know how to recover. And look what happens. What needs to happen is that 1950, we're going to start seeing the first signs of the, of, of the civil rights and the separations of segregation. People fighting. The first sit-ins are going to occur. And here's what you need to understand if you live in the South. If you live in the South, what should really hit your mind is that down here in the South, something incredible started happening. And what was it? There was an influence of different cultures. Rock and roll isn't just music. Rock and roll is actually a mix of African-American soul music, blues, and jazz combined with the American white boogie-woogie, which really was, was, was African-American back in the 1800s, and gospel music and country music. You're like, Pastor, that's not rock and roll. Look at it. The bass and the sound behind something like what Fat Dominoes is singing was outrageous because he was taking country music down in the South. He was taking Southern country music. He was taking gospel music. He was putting the bass of the blues in, and when he combined it, the music came out, and it was a rock and roll. Now, don't get me wrong. Back in the 20s and the 30s, there was some jazz and a little bit of rock and roll kicking, but it really didn't become famous until Fats Dominoes really started combining it. And here's what happened. Because he was able, this is powerful, because he was able to combine a little bit of each culture and all backgrounds, all genres of music, what happened was that no matter who you were, you would like it. You could be racist and hear Fats Dominoes and you were still interested in his music. They would invite him to play. It was incredible what was happening. There was, a, there was a transcending multicultural situation going on called rock and roll. 
Elvis Presley, they asked him if he was racist, and he said, no, I'm not racist. And they said, and then some people called him, uh, some people called him, they, they said he was a black lover, and they didn't use the word black, obviously. They said they called him that, and they, and they accused him of that because he would play music, and he would, he would give props up to Fats Domino's. So in the 50s, we have this battle, and some of you are saying, Pastor, well, this is to have to Bible. What I want you to understand is that rock and roll, at that point, some Christian, some, some radio stations wouldn't even play rock and roll for racial reasons. Some people wouldn't play it because it was too astounding. Some people couldn't believe that Elvis Presley was doing sensual moves like that. Even the song of Blueberry Hill was highly criticized. What the heck are they doing with Blueberry Hill? Blueberry Hill is, he says, I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. People were saying they were going up to the point making out and having sex. It wasn't about that. The original author is from New York, and he writes about how when he was a child, he used to go to the Blueberry Hill to pick berries on a hill, and when he found it there, he saw the first girl he ever fell in love. He fell in love. It was his childhood love, but he separated from her. And what happened was that people were taking something that was good, and they were calling it bad when it necessarily wasn't bad. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 30, the Bible says when it talks about wisdom, something that it says in Proverbs 3.30, it says, Do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. You have to be careful. Sometimes, guys, we prejudge. And rock and roll shows us to be very careful, not prejudge the cover by its, by, by, not in the book by its cover. You need to, before you judge the situation in anything, in your household, in your wife or your kids, you need to be careful because sometimes you're calling spoils something that is not spoiled. You could walk into church and you could say, well, I don't like the reason that they played a rock and roll this morning in church. What the heck were they doing? You could bark all you want. But the truth about it is you tell me where your spiritual life is and compare it to what's happening here because today here, 49 people will be baptized and 100 members add on to the church in four months. So when you see 100 people add on to the church, when all I hear is that people are leaving church, you got to analyze what's happening. It's because people are realizing that it's time to help. It's time to go deeper. It's time to not be superficial. It's time to not be judgmental. And what happens is that you, Pastor, are you making it attractive? Are you using the tools of Satan? I hear it all the time, not so much in English. You should hear what I hear in the Spanish service, the one coming up all the time. Oh, you use so many secular things in the church. It's ridiculous, Pastor. I can't be part of this. Whoever said that the instrument was secular? Whoever said that a light bulb was secular? That's what they do in concerts, right? Satan stole it from us for years, and he's filled crowds up, and they're having satanical worship. It is time that we turn around the abilities that God gave us and do it for his glory and for his honor. It's time to make a difference. So do not accuse anyone for no reason when they have done you no harm. The, what, what Elvis Presley and, and Fats Domino's did didn't, wasn't just judged, and you could always, you'll always be judged with first decisions. To all iChurches that have made decisions of becoming an iChurch, and if you're visiting, that's fine. That's fine. This, isn't, this may not apply to you. And I bless you, and I, if, I'm, if, I, if, I, if there's one thing I do, I like blessing different pastors and organizations. To so those seeing overseas, to those watching on internet right now, wherever you are, doesn't matter where you are. I just want to ask you one question. Where are you spiritually? Where are you spiritually? That's the question. Where are you spiritually? Where's your spiritual life? Are you in a desert? Are you out of a desert? Are you in a dry spell? Are you in a regular custom of just getting up and going and going and going but not belonging? That's the question I ask you. These guys went through everything and they took it to a whole new level. All the way from, from the south, all the way up, all the way up in 1961. Something that impacts me personally is that in Chicago, there's this young um, 
Mexican-American, called they call him a Chicano, a Mexican-American. He's, he's an American. He's an American on the, on the, he's American on the inside, but his outside is not. And I relate to that. We have somebody, and this guy really impacted us, and it's Richie Valens. Tell my production people are Hispanic because they didn't want to cut the song out. Okay, here you go, here you go, here you go. Here, here's what I want you. Here's what I, what, what I want you to know. What I want you to know, Pastor, why'd you put that on? Did you see what was happening in the dance floor? They were breaking barriers. They were breaking barriers, guys. See, how does something so good? And here's a question: get called so bad? I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Now, pay attention. Here's the most important part. Because sometimes good things go bad. Now flip on the sermon. Pay attention. Sometimes good things go bad. I have this yogurt in my refrigerator. And yes, I'm going there. And, and I opened it up the other day. I have a better one. I have a better one. I went to a store and I saw this cinnamon. This is an apple cinnamon danish. And I walked out of the store, and I picked the apple cinnamon Danish, and I'm bragging to everybody about how wonderful it is. And we're at a, we're leaving a restaurant, and I picked up the apple cinnamon Danish in a little bag, and I sit down. I'm like, you guys got to try this. This is the bomb. This kills it. I tried this somewhere in Virginia. I didn't know they sold it here. This is it. This is it. It was not it. It was not it, but I thought it was it. This is it. And I opened it up, the pack, and we sat in the car, and I started giving everybody the apple cinnamon Danish, and everybody's eating it. And everybody's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, and it's tasting bad to me, but I'm saying, no, 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 man, it's good. It's good. Oh, man. I'm like, man, this tastes weird. And I'm like, and everybody in the car, nobody wants to eat it, and I'm eating it. And then when I'm almost done with it, I'm almost done with the Danish, I'm like, man, it's, it, I don't know. It, it, you know, the first time I tasted it, it was a little bit better. It, it, it like, tasted, like, really good. This one didn't taste as good. And it's, it's this one, it's, it's, I don't know, it tastes a little weird, Pastor. I'm like, yeah, it tastes like, like it's stale, right? It tastes like a little stale, like a little overdue. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I look and I see a little white fungus on the bottom of the Danish. And I say, oh, man, I think this messed up. And I only, I only, it was like this big. I only had like this much left. I flip it over. It expired three months ago. Yeah. So how do, good things do go bad. Good things do go bad. And here's the thing. When they're not valuable, when they're not valuable, you don't care. Next month series, watch. Next month series. And it's going to minister to you. You don't want to miss it. Next month, I start a series called Fix It. When you buy a cable and it costs you a buck headphone and it costs you a buck you take your dollar headphone you know my wife buys dollar headphones she loves them she says they're cheap and she buys dollar headphones they use them all the time she buys her dollar headphones and she is what she loves about it they don't work throw them in the garbage pick up a new one my headphones no i can't do that my headphones cost 115 bucks and they're noise canceling because I'm ADD and I need it and I can't pay attention. I'm, I have a deficiency. Dis- I have attention deficiency disorder, so I need total silence. And I have my headphones. My headphone, a cable breaks. I am not throwing it away. <laughs> I'm going to repair it. Why? Because it's got a higher value. 
There are things of when something is of value and it ruins, when something is of value and it ruins, you fix it. You fix it. Marriages, relationship with kids. When something goes wrong, you fix it. Next month, I want you to think about things you value. I'm going to teach all month on how to fix things that you value, your relationship with your kids, your job, your finances, your life, your spiritual walk, your relationship, everything. I'm going to teach you how to fix it. And it's going to be five principles based out of the book of James. You're going to study the whole book of James on Sunday. It's going to be pretty powerful. But what I want you to understand is that good things do go bad. I don't care how good it is. The only thing that has not gone bad in this world, the only thing was Jesus Christ. Other than Jesus Christ, every other thing has gone bad. Good things go bad. And they go bad really, really quick. Here, let me give you a small taste of good things going bad. Rock and roll going bad. Songs like this, put up the lyrics for me. Songs like this, I don't have them with me, so I'm going to have to read more screen. Put up one of my lyrics for me, okay. We sing the death song, kids, because we've got no future, and we want you to be just, we want to be just like you. We want to be just like you. Oh, Lucifer, we want to be just like you. Let's sing the death song, kids. We light a candle on earth. We made it into hell. And pretend that we're in heaven. It's literally an altar call to become satanical. Each time we do, we get the blind man's ticket. And we know that nothing is true. We get the blind, he said, we get a blind man's ticket and we know that nothing's true. Here's another one. Iron Maiden, uh, Number of the Beast, 666. Okay, here's another song, okay. The night was black, was no use holding back. Because I just, I just had to see what someone, what, what someone was watching me. In the midst of the dark, figures move and twist. Look what he says. Was all this for real or just some kind of hell? Then this is the chorus of the song. 666, the number of the beast. Hell and fire were spawned to be released. 666, the number of the beast. Hell and fire was spawned to be released. Now watch this. Sacrificial, um, satanical cult worship is done mainly on October 31st, and it requires to turn on candles and to turn on um, torches, and you kill somebody, and you chant over it to receive the body. This is a satanical um, priest and me interviewed, and we sat down together, and he changed with me. Now watch the end of this song. Torches blazed and sacred chants were praised as they start to cry, hands held to the sky. In the night, fires are burning bright. The ritual has begun. Satan's work is done. 666, the number of the beast. Sacrifice is going on tonight. Something good gone bad. Something good, gone bad. 
Ozzy Osbourne, 1965 to 69, has his raising right after Led Zeppelin. And Ozzy Osbourne says he, he's, he's angry, he's, he's, he's upset, and he lives in, in, in England and, and he, in this small town. And, in English, and, and he's just, he hates everything. He's full of anger and he's full of hatred and full of anger and envy because he lives in a mill town. He hates the mill sound. He wants to create sounds that are louder than the metal. So he creates what's called heavy metal. He, didn't, he says he's not the creator of it. Not, by all means, he's not. There were a couple of bands before him. But he brings them because he's so angry and so violent. Look what Proverbs 3.31 says. This is what bothers me about when you take something good. It doesn't have to be heavy metal. It could be any song. It could be, it could be a slow song. It could, be, it could be a melodical drama song. It doesn't matter what it is. But look, look what happens when, when the song is based on this. Do not envy the violent or choose any of their ways. You have to be wise in what you listen. You have to be wise in what you put into your body, guys. You have to be wise with the music you listen to. It's not just heavy metal. Any type of thing that creates envy, violent, and that, 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 that you choose any of their ways. It's, For the Lord detests the perverse, but takes the upright into his confidence. The, Lord curses, curse, the Lord's curse is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He will bless the home of the people that are righteous and care for him, but the Bible says he curses those that are wicked. You choose what you put into your body. You choose what you're going to live out to. You choose it. But look what Proverbs 3, 3, 3, look what this last verse, Proverbs 3, 31 that I'm going to read for you ends with. The last verse says, my son, do not forget my teachings, but keep my commands in your heart. Listen, my sons, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let me explain this to you. Listen, guys. Listen. The life I decide to live from Monday to Sunday will only depend on one person. Pastor, that's not true. Yes, it is. Whatever harm is out there that wants to cause me harm, whatever bad ways there are, it be sex, it be drugs, it be money, it be rock and roll, there is perversity in all, and there could be good things in all too. If it weren't for sex, you wouldn't be here today. So sex is not a bad thing. If it wasn't for money, you couldn't be able to take care of your family. So sex, money could be a good thing. Drugs, they control a lot of people in their sicknesses, and they were created with good purposes, and they could be used for a good thing. Rock and roll could be used for a good thing. Wisdom upon all these and everything in your life is crucial. Wisdom is not intelligence. Intelligence is acquired in college. Wisdom is acquired in the Lord. And when you acquire wisdom in the Lord, you start looking at all these phases and you start understanding what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Pastor, what are you saying? Your life, peace, and prosperity, according to Proverbs, depends on you and your decisions. On what you decide to let in your system and what you decide will not be in your system because it doesn't edify. I'm going to cast this out because it's not good for me. It's just, it's something good that went bad. I will not abuse prescribed drugs. I will not abuse them. I will, I, I will be cautious. We spoke about that. Go back. If you weren't here, go back and listen to the sermon. It's online. I will not abuse of money. I will be a good steward. I will not abuse of the beauty of sex. I will not abuse of music. Pastor, how do you take rock and roll and turn it into something good? Did you not see it this morning? I just taught it to you. We sang, I love rock and roll, when the truth is that I do not love rock and roll. I love Jesus, and I roll with Jesus. 
Pastor, what are you saying? I was able to attract your attention for a couple of minutes, didn't I? Why? Because there are lost people that are without Christ. There are families that are hurting. There are people that are needing. And I refuse to just sit by and let it go and do nothing about my spiritual walk. I refuse to. I refuse to just be in church on Sunday. So what do you do? I get up and I reach people that are lost. And we inspire them and we help them. And we declare bondage broken in the name of Jesus. All for his glory. So what you allow into your life is going to require wisdom. Somebody needs to make a choice and up their spiritual life, and it's going to be based on not intelligence, but wisdom that comes from God. If you're here today, I'm going to invite you to be here all next month as we talk about fixing good things that go bad. I'm going to teach you how to go from passive to aggressive and active. I'm going to teach you how to go from doing nothing to doing great things in the Lord. Fix it. When something's broken, fix it. Make it right. Somebody once said, church is all messed up. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Church is the house of God. I love it. And we believe that this church is here to inspire people, help people, break bondage for his glory. Are you with me on that? Do you understand what I'm saying? Did you get something out of it? Allow me to pray. Father, we bless you and we honor you, Lord. And as we go into this next series, Lord, called Fix It, I'm praying that you allow us to take the wisdom that is required to be able to see what is good and what is bad and be able to understand that Satan is out there and evil is out there and our families are exposed to it every single day. Our children are exposed to it. We need to be more aggressive on our teachings. We need to be more clear, Lord, on confronting the truth and understanding it in church. Lord, we need to be parents that are willing to watch for our kids here in the church because out in the community they will be attacked. They rather, we rather they learn the good stuff here in the house of God. Father, teach us, help us, guide us to not just be a church, but be your church for your glory and for your honor, Lord. You may receive, Lord, all the glory and all the honor. Father, I don't have the words to express to you how thankful I am for allowing us today to be here and to enjoy the next 15 minutes as we go into baptismal Lord <clears throat> as we're able to go there Lord and fellowship together as a body bless this time we're about to spend together Lord and thank you for your love and the opportunity to be here in the name above all names in the name of Jesus Christ amen Incredible, wasn't it? Wasn't it great, guys? Wasn't it great, guys? All right. We're going to prepare for our...